All right. Hey guys, welcome to Muggle with a Mic. I actually have two special guests with me this week. I'm so excited. I have Brooklyn and Ethan here with me. And I hey, saw you in the parking lot earlier. That's how I know you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was at work doing CPR training. You don't have to use that. I'm using it. You say something funny and I'm using it. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn and Ethan here with me. And guys, what are we going to be talking about right now? Only the best show in television history, The Office. The American version, not the British version. Okay, that's the first topic. <laughs> what is your what is your thoughts on the British version versus the American version? We have tried to watch the British version one time, and we never really got into it. I think that a lot of it was because of just the, the different dialect. It was also when we started to watch it the first time, we were not closed caption people then. And it may be different now. So I do you watch closed caption on your movies? Well, I do. In some instances, like I just watched the movie Rocket Man and I turned it off because it was taken away from the music. But when I first started watching British television, I would turn it on because they have different words that we don't use or they'll say words differently. But now you know me. I love the UK. I understand everything in British dialect. <laughs> Well, it's a prime time to hear a little British accent. You want me to do a British accent? There you go. Just <laughs> No, the best part about the British version of The Office was that the American version came from it. Exactly. If it wasn't there, there would be no nine seasons of awesomeness. That's correct. The only reason we started using closed captions was when our daughter was born because she would be asleep, like in the chair, so we'd have the TV turned way down. And then we started closed captions. Before that, I always thought that people that used closed captions were one of a kind. I did not understand that. Now we have to have closed captions on everything. In the office, I think we both agree, is so much more funny. With the captions, the more times that you watch it, you catch things you never would have caught before. No, it's amazing in a 22-minute episode, there are so many things you miss the first or second or third time around that you pick up when you do turn closed captioning on. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to, we forgot to say how we know each other. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> it's okay. I got to do a British accent. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> no, but we've, I've known Brooklyn. How long have we known each other? You tell me what year and I'm going to tell you if you're correct. Oh gosh. I'd say what? 2013 maybe? I have 2014 is what I dated myself back to. Okay, okay. I mean, I would think that you and I are, no offense, Ethan, better friends than you and Ethan are. But I think you've known Ethan longer. That is true. I saw Ethan in the distance. I knew Ethan. And then poor, poor Brooklyn had to be around me a lot longer. Yeah, you were actually yeah. a mentor of mine at work. Yes, I was. Yeah. I think uh, you knew who I was and I knew who you were, but I don't know if you would consider us buddies until Brooklyn came into the picture and she got to know you through work. And then it's, uh, you know, blossomed over time. Transition from acquaintances to friends. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Well, because I'm missing a page of notes that I think Brooklyn took from me on purpose. Oh, I didn't take them. So I've got to go find them real quick. Go for it. We can have a chit and a chat, Brooklyn. Can I talk about my favorite movies? Yeah, go for it. Okay, I appreciated the shout out on the last episode at the end. And then after listening to your and Phil's favorite movies, I had to compile my own list. Okay. So in no particular order, I believe as Phil said, very fluid list. Um, Hope Floats, which is top three. That one's not fluid. Pearl Harbor, Miss Congeniality 1 and 2, but Miss Congeniality 1 over 2. Okay. Baby Mama. And that's just the classic. A Walk to Remember. Oh, yeah. How the Grinch Told Christmas, Jim Carrey. That one's not up for discussion. Oh, no, but I can discuss. Can I not discuss? I guess you can, but I don't want to listen to it. No. <laughs> Jim Carrey scared me in that one. I don't know why. But now it's so much better as you're older. I need to rewatch it. Toy Story 1 and 2, Sweet Home Alabama, and A League of Their Own. The League of Their Own, you sent me that list, and I, I thought I need to put A League of Their Own on there. Yes. That's a, that's a good one. I think every Tom Hanks movie I'll put on my list. I like Tom Hanks, and he's in Toy Story, so he made my list twice. 
I had, there was a, there was a kid in church when I was younger and he was sitting in front of us in the front pew and he had a Woody doll, but he hand wrote, his name was Tony. He hand wrote Tony on the bottom of the boot. That's hilarious. (laughs) Brooklyn told me that uh, series only count as one. Yes. In your top 10 list. I, I'm not, I'm not going to buy that because I'm each movie is in my top 10. So it's the Hobbit series, the Lord of the Rings series, and then the Batman Dark Knight series. So there's nine, you know, you can throw in any Marvel movie after that for number 10. That's yeah. my top 10 list. I'm not a movie watcher. You like the Sandlot. Oh, the Sandlot. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole group of those young when you're a kid watching them and Sandlot's the number one on there. And then we were talking about Indian in the cupboard. Oh. Yeah. The Little Toaster? Is that a movie, My Little... My Brave Little Toaster. My Brave Little Toaster. Hmm. You gotta get the adjective there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's The Brave Little Toaster. Yeah. Back to the office. Okay, the office. We, we want office. Okay, so next. When did you start watching The Office? When was your first encounter with The Office? I think we both started watching it around the same time. Uh, it was after we were married? Maybe? It's- we started right after I had finished with school and we had moved back home. It was like when we finally had some free time, we we're studying all the time and we had friends, um, you being one of them, and some family that were into it and that's when we got into it. So what year was that? Five years ago. Five years ago. There we go. Fifteen. I could do the math. The, ooh, math. Well, I watched it in high school, so that was... I started watching it probably in 2005 and my sister loved it. And then when she went and moved to college, she watched it with her future husband. They had jokes, inside jokes all the time, but I couldn't watch it all the time because I was in school. I only got episodes here and there. And then when it came on Netflix, that's when the obsession began and I fall asleep to it. It was the perfect place to insert. I love inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. (laughs) I would say, though, we we did not like The Office at first. We went through the first several episodes of the first season, and it was really hard for us to get into. I feel like you hear that a lot from people when they first try to get into The Office, and our words of encouragement now are just, just get through that first season. Once you get through, mm-hmm. the, through the first season, we quote The Office daily. Yeah. And then once you get through the first season and you watch the rest of the seasons, you need to go back and rewatch the first season because then I think you find a lot more humor in it. You know, it's a little more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. And the first season, isn't it six episodes, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, so it's not much you have to get through to get to the second season where it's really good. Yes. How many times have you watched it? I would say that we've watched the series in its entirety probably four or five times, but... That's not including like random pickup episodes. Right. Uh, I think I've I've lost track because I don't know if you can count the times that I've had it playing in the background while I'm cleaning the house because you yeah. don't have to be watching it to picture it in your mind anymore. Correct. I'm good. I watch it the same amount of time she has. <laughs> we watch it about every evening before we go to bed. It's a good calming thing to watch yeah. to end your day with. And we're going back through the series now, in addition to the Office Ladies podcast. Oh, yeah. They're fun to go along with because you get all this inside information you didn't know anything about. Yeah. You could really almost watch, because they're going in chronological order, so you could almost watch the episode, listen to the podcast, and then watch it again. We only listen to the podcast and then watch it typically, but I feel like you you could catch even more things that way. What do you think is better? Do you think it's better to listen to the podcast? If you're only going to watch the episode once, should you listen to the podcast before or after? I think you listen to the podcast before they uh, tell you things you can catch and then you're able to, you know, watch that. And after you've seen it so many times, you know, you you don't have to watch the show for the show. You can be looking in the background and uh, trying to find unique things about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And listeners, I would like you to know that if anyone were Jenna and Angela, that would be Brooklyn and me. <laughs> I'll take that. Because <laughs> I, I feel like Jenna with her organization and everything is totally Brooklyn. And then Angela with her trying to get <laughs> trying to get Jenna to watch Game of Thrones and all those other crazy shows would be me. I will never watch Star Wars. 
Is that going to get me kicked off? Okay, thanks, guys, for listening to Muggle with the Mic. The episode is now over. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. Hey, you've got your Fun Run shirt on. I do. <laughs> I dressed appropriately. Ethan has a Michael Scarn shirt he could have worn. I do. Why didn't you wear that? Isn't it um, Threat Level Midnight? It actually does say that, yes. It, since we're recording in the closet, I could quickly throw it on, but uh, I'll leave it to your imagination what it looks like. <laughs> I think my brother got it for me for Christmas at like $5 at Hot Topic one year. It was on sale. Best $5 ever spent, huh? That is the truth, yes. All right, we talked about the British adaptation. What? Do, how do you feel about Netflix taking it away in the future? All I have to say is that Netflix took Friends off on the first day of 2020 and we see exactly where 2020 has went so if they take the office off then i mean bad things are coming we're doomed we are doomed do we know when it's actually going off i mean i know it's supposed to i believe october i thought it was 2021 is it yeah i don't know i've heard the nbc app that it's going to is going to be free so if that's the case then that would be okay but i can't I mean, I've heard that. I can't imagine actually being free in today's world. But if that's where the office is, I assume I will pay for it. Well, I think I feel like you could pay for it, but the free version has ads, I would assume. And then if you don't want the ads, you'd have to pay. I can watch it with ads. I grew up with commercials. Very important question. Who on the office is your favorite character? You want to go first? Sure. I have two. Uh, I main character and maybe a runner-up secondly so a supporting cast a support member. i don't know if a supporting cast i like dwight just because i think he's the 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 funniest of them all some of the things he says some of the things he does of course just make me laugh outside of michael i didn't want to go with michael but outside of michael he's probably my most quoted individual and then my runner-up would be daryl the scenes that he's in i think craig robinson's funny and i just love the things that he teaches mike to do uh, dinka flinka and uh, all that good stuff so <laughs> <laughs> I, I like him. I, I wish he was in there a little more, but uh, you know, later seasons when he comes upstairs, I, uh, I enjoy watching him. My favorite part that Daryl does is when he's in his office. Number one, he's putting in his Weight Watcher points, and then number <laughs> number two, there's another time when they want him to come out of the office. They call him on the phone, but he says, "Okay, let me put my shoes on." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, uh, he, he's got some some good good moments in the series. Oh, yeah. And he wasn't even supposed to be a regular, was he? I don't think so. No, I'm not exactly sure. But I, I'm like I said, when they moved him upstairs, you got to see a lot more of him. And I think that was a good move. Mm-hmm. How about you, Brooklyn? So my favorite, I feel like after I sat down and thought about it, it is Michael. Just because he's the guy that he loves everyone except for Toby. And he wants to make people laugh. He wants every. He wants to make people feel loved. He wants like that sense of family, and that's what he wants back in return. As he wants that close, he just wants friends. And he can be so annoying sometimes, but he's just in the end. He's got this big heart. Like that's it. All comes back to that. Like, he just wants to love everyone, and he wants everyone to love him. And he's just he's stupid. He's just funny. <laughs> I mean. Hey, stupid and lovable. Yes. Well, so mine, it's funny that you all picked those. Mine would have to be, I want to be like Dwight and not care and just be myself. <laughs> but I, I feel like Michael would be my favorite just because exactly what you said, Brooklyn. Yeah. He wants to be a part of everyone's lives and he wants everyone to be a part of his, but no one wants to. <laughs> so I, I just love him. But I will say at times, Andy is my favorite just because of the musicality. Yes, I can definitely see that. And I love the way he dresses. <laughs> like Easter. <Yeah. laughs> Pastels and stripes and bow ties, yes. <laughs> All right, now, this is a big one. Now, I gave you guys little homework things, and I said to list your favorite episode, but I don't think that's possible to say one, right? I agree. I have three. Rat three, and it took me a while to narrow it down to three. Okay. I have four. Well, I have five. <laughs> <laughs> so go for yours, Ethan. All right. Well, let's start with a quote, and then you can tell me which one it's from, okay? Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. I enjoy having breakfast in bed. I like waking up to the smell of bacon. Sue me. 
And since I don't have a butler, I have to do it myself. So, most nights before I go to bed, I will lay six strips of bacon out on my George Foreman grill. Then I go to sleep. When I wake up, I plug in the grill. I go back to sleep again. Then I wake up to the smell of crackling bacon. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Today, I got up, I stepped onto the grill, and I clamped down on my foot. That's it. I don't see what's so hard to believe about that. Oh, man. I think we all know that one. So, uh, yeah, season two, episode 12, the injury. Uh, you know, the whole thing's funny. The fact that uh, Dwight has a concussion and everybody is worried about him and not Michael. And Michael, you know, plays it out. and Him stretched out across that couch uh, with his foot up. And, uh, yeah, it, it's a good one early on. Can you believe Carbondale didn't have fresh yams? I, yeah. I can't believe that, actually. So that would be, that's probably my number one. I mean, all these, I guess it's a three-way tie for number one. My next one is season three, episode 19, which is safety training. It's where Dwight shuns Andy for three years, and I could watch Dwight say unshun, shun, uh, over and over. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, to the listeners that could not see you do that, that was, uh, <laughs> that was very good. But yeah, I love that. And my favorite part of that whole episode is when they throw that watermelon onto that trampoline and <laughs> it lands on Stanley's car. Uh, I could, uh, that, that one, that one makes me laugh every time. Uh-huh. My last one is Secret Santa season five, episode 13. I think I have, the, there, there's a lot of Christmas ones, so I guess it, it could be the wrong one, but it's where I believe Michael comes as Jesus. He, oh. he, he comes as Santa and Phyllis is Santa, and then he turns into he, he turns his costume into Jesus, <laughs> and he apologizes to Jesus for his birthday party being so lame. Uh, that, a lot of good moments in that one too. Well, so my, doesn't Michael Michael got Dwight his secret Santa gift, but he goes, "Ooh, space, more space junk." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it's also the one where Kevin sits on Michael's lap. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and he wasn't prepared for that moment, and he didn't know what to ask for. I'm so happy people like this exist to make shows like this. <laughs> I Absolutely, yes. Oh, that's my top three. Very good. I agree with all of them. Brooklyn. All right. So my favorite episode, probably, I, I looked at, a, a, you know, got on Dunderpedia, went through just to make sure that I wasn't missing anything. And I still come back to probably what I would say is arguably their most well-known episode. Season 5, episode 14, Stress Relief. It's a part 2 um, episode, but the, the part 1 is my favorite. That's Dwight's Fire Safety. It starts uh, where he says, today smoking is going to save lives. And <laughs> that's the office on fire. Oh. Everyone's just in pure pandemonium. Uh, gets his fire safety priv- or safety officer privileges revoked. Michael takes over and thinks that they should have a CPR session. And then you have that great, great CPR scene that... That has actually saved people's lives because people learn CPR from that little clip. Yes. Uh, Uh The next favorite episode um, would probably be um, from season six, Niagara. Um, That's also a two-part episode. The second part being my favorite, and that's when Jim and Pam finally get married. And then Michael, they reenact the YouTube video as they're going down the aisle. Yes. And before they leave, isn't that when Michael says, I got to make sure we get someone from YouTube down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then last two favorite season two, episode 10, the Christmas party. That's the Yankee swap one where Michael gets the oven mitt from Phyllis. <laughs> You you love me an ovensmith word. <laughs> oh, come on. I, I knitted it for you. An oven mitt? Okay. So Phyllis is basically saying, hey, Michael, I know you did a lot to help the office this year, but I only care about you a homemade oven mitt's worth. I gave Ryan an iPod. Um. <laughs> and then the dinner party episode from season four with Jan and Michael. <laughs> I mean, that one's great. That one's another epic one. Yeah, I could just stand here and watch TV all day. <laughs> My $200 plasma screen. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you guys mentioned 
So I had stress relief on mine as well. You have to. You have to. I mean, you. if no one ever watches The Office, they need to at least watch those two episodes and then maybe they'll want to. Yes. You know, and then I had dinner party on there. Yes. The ones that, that you didn't mention that I had were the Dundies, the first one in Chili's. Yes. Yes. And then uh, Fun Run. The Fun mm-hmm, Run. Yes. yes. Yep. And the murder episode. Murder. They're playing the, the, the board game. And my favorite bit in that is when Andy's doing all the different accents. He's basically saying that Pam's not doing the correct dialect and he's saying she's from Louisiana when you need to be from here or wherever. You know me in accents. I love accents. Yes. It's got a flow like molasses. There you go. Isn't that uh, the episode at the end where they had the standoff? The imaginary one. Yes, yes. That's, that is. There's been a murder. I'm not going down I'm like this. Clear. <laughs> Oh. oh, that's funny. <laughs> that murder episode is also where is that where Dwight reveals himself to be a double agent, at which point Michael feels comfortable <laughs> revealing that he was also a double agent. And I think Andy was too. Everybody was at that end. And then at the end when they're doing the standoff, I saw Pam's gloves and I thought for a second, because she's standing in front of the sandwich table, I thought they were she was serving the sandwiches, but what it was was they were lacy gloves from the kit of the game. Yes. I, I never noticed. Okay, so our next thing is, what's your favorite cold open? Because, you know, there's a lot of things that that were born in the office show, which is like the cold opens and talking heads, which is a term that, you know, I learned from office ladies. But what is your favorite cold open? Can I start with, Are we? do you have a least favorite episode? I want to I go back because I do. Is, let me guess. Scott's thoughts. He's stealing this off of my notes. <laughs> I was actually going to talk about it, but yes, it is Scott's thoughts. I, it is the cringiest episode there is. And I have honestly have a hard time making it through that episode trying to watch it, don't I? Yeah. I have to, I have to walk away. I feel so bad for those kids. <laughs> I feel bad for Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for Erin because she has yes. to go there and help him get through that. And how is she supposed to make this work? All right. I just wanted to touch on that. There is one episode that I just oh, I already can't watch. Yeah. I, I mean, I can watch that and everyone says they skip it, but I don't skip it because I love the little stomp dance that they do in the classroom. Yes. Like when they do that dance, he forgets that he's about to give them the worst news. <laughs> oh, that you can't go to school or you'll have to pay for it. But wait, wait, wait. They're lithium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. hey, uh, I'm going to write you four checks uh, for $1,000 each. Just call me before you cash them. <laughs> call me. Because <laughs> I got to move some monies around. <laughs> monies, yes. <laughs> Oh, okay, but um, favorite cold open? Oh, gosh. I wasn't prepared for that question. Me either, but I think that uh, just touching back on the favorite episode, Stress Relief, with the, um, you know, the fire scene, that's probably at the top of my list for sure. I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but I know that we enjoy just going through and watching. Like, when we finish an episode and before we go to bed, we always watch the cold open of the next one just to, to end on a good note no matter what. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My favorite is the uh, telepathy one when Pam and Jim convince Dwight that he can move things with his mind like a Jedi. Yes. Is that from Casino Night? I think it is. Yeah, because Pam's still yeah. with Roy at that point. And they're talking about Russian roulette, maybe? Or roulette. Whatever yeah. They- <laughs> Not Russian roulette. <laughs> Whatever that. No, yes. (laughs) Russian roulette. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
And then I had I had on here characteristic meaning like what is your favorite characteristic of one of the characters that's but um or repetitive. Like so Michael's gullible, Dwight is whatever. What's your favorite characteristic of a particular character? Probably like Jim's quick thinking to just he's constantly thinking of how he can turn stuff around or come up with a prank on Dwight and Michael just on the fly. Just like um, I know one of Ethan's favorite oh, from the customer survey episode when they're in there and he, he Jim pretends to be a customer on the phone. Dwight is a salesperson. This is one of Ethan's favorite things I feel like yeah, from the it office. It is, absolutely. I could watch it over and over. And he Mr. Butlicker. William Butlicker. <laughs> Bill Butlicker. <laughs> My family built this country. <laughs> oh, I like the sound of your voice. <laughs> I Mr. Wanna... Butlicker, our prices have never been lower. Uh, and he gets Michael on the phone. Oh, I like the sound of your voice, he says. I want to buy a million dollars worth of paper off of you. But you have to fire the sales rep I just spoke to. Don't do it, Michael. But it's a million dollar sale. <laughs> and Michael Michael covers the phone and says, yeah. see how it's done? This is a fictional character, Michael. Uh, that is that was a good good point to bring up. I don't know what uh as far as characteristic, I don't know if I have uh one off the top of my head. I like when Dwight and Pam do their friendship thing. I don't know if that's necessarily a characteristic, but just how they aren't friends, but they are friends, uh, really. Where where Pam says, Dwight, can you pick this stuff up for me? And he argues with her and he says, stop it, Pam. Of course I'm going to pick that stuff up for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, mine is probably, if I had to pick one, I, I can't really decide, but if I had to pick one, it would be Stanley just not caring. <laughs> Did I stutter? <laughs> just let me sit here and do my crosswords. Yes. Yes. All right. Now here's a big one. What is your favorite quote? This goes back to the episodes where I don't think you can just have one favorite quote, can you? There are so many of them. I started with the episode. You go first on the quotes. So I don't know that this is my favorite, but I feel like it's the most appropriate quote right now for everything that's going on. And then I also do have a favorite, but I'm going to read this one first. Okay. okay. This is what I feel like that we need right now. We are going to, we're going to go out there during this break and we're going to come back with a plan. Okay. We're going to come back with a plan for you. It's a 45 day plan, 45 days to get us back on track. Yeah. Yeah. 45 points. It's a 45 day, 45 point, one point per day. We get 45 points. We are back in business. And you can take that to the bank. And limo lady, we are going completely carbon neutral. I love you, New York. And he does a coral and I think his finger guns at the end of that. Words of wisdom from Michael Gary Scott. (laughs) Oh, gosh. No, seriously, though, I feel like my favorite quote is probably most when I looked for at what my favorite quotes were, they also were a lot of Michael quotes. My favorite, though, is probably I'm not superstitious, but I'm I am a little stitious just because I feel like that would probably use that a lot around the house. (laughs) I also really like, you know what they say, fool me once. Strike one, but fool me twice, strike three. Because <laughs> uh. it makes no sense. No. <laughs> oh, no, seriously, there you can't pick one. I mean, I have a fishbowl full of quotes that I would want, and I'll just pull one out and say yeah. it. The yeah. other one, I feel like, I know that I quote this one to you a lot at work, Um Katie is my go-to person, so if I ever have an issue, I'm calling her. If I have computer trouble or whatever, and she's explaining things, I'm like, why don't you explain it to me like I'm five? <laughs> From the surplus episode. You, you have a lemonade stand, okay? Yes. <laughs> Your parents bought you this. 
Yeah, in, in, in meetings that I have with uh, other individuals, I'll actually start by asking if they're explaining something to me. I said, do you, do you watch The Office? And if they say yes, I'm like, well, you know, I need you to explain it to me like I'm five. And, and they always get a good laugh out of that. I, I was going to mention that as one of my quotes. I don't probably quote it exactly right, but I certainly paraphrase that. And then uh, I got a couple of them. I like uh, when Dwight says, Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would... I do not do that thing. That's that's funny. Straightforward. Exactly. On a serious note, Andy in season nine. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days and before you've actually left them. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's moving right there from the office. It's deep. It is. And Andy of all people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love that one. I, that's, that's the part where if you haven't cried in that episode yet, you start crying. Yes. Well, okay. So I have one. My favorite... <laughs> Brooklyn, let's see if you get this reference, is when wow. when Michael says, marry me, will you be? Oh, gosh, that is when he asks Holly to marry him. As yes, Yoda. As Yoda. I did you know that. Where's Yoda from? Star Wars. <laughs> How much of a f- unfriend would I have got from you if I said Star Trek? <laughs> Again, I don't know who you are, and I'm going to hang up this phone call. Thank you very much. <laughs> Do you want me to be real honest with you for a minute? Give it to me. Okay, so we're on Muggle with a mic. I do not know what a Muggle is. <laughs> I can actually uh, ditto that. Seriously? Yeah, I don't know it's, what... It is a Harry Potter reference. Yes, I will explain it to you in a British accent because there's another opportunity oh, to do it. So a Muggle is a non-magical person. A person without magical abilities. So... We are all muggles, unfortunately, because we do not have magic wands and can't turn lights on with them and that fun stuff. As far as you know. Oh, why haven't you told me this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so disappointed. (laughs) Uh, No, but so muggle with a mic. It's me and Phil with mics. Nice. Yeah, there you go. There, and, and anyone who has been listening who hasn't known up until now, now knows. Yes, and it's a great play on words. Thank you. I'm going to give credit. My sister came up with it. Well, give credit where credit is due, I suppose. Right, and so I'm going to edit this out, and now I'm going to say I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> Just give whichever sister it was the raw clip where it sounds like they came up with it. I'll do that. I'll do that. But another quote that I like, which is kind of a serious one, but not really because it's coming from Kevin. But it's on the pub quiz episode where they're going and trying to get money because Andy wants more money to, I don't know, balance out the budget or whatever. And Kevin's team wins. They didn't expect for his team to win. And he says, look, I know it's easy to say tonight was just a fluke. And maybe it was. But here's a piece of trivia. A fluke is one of the most common fish in the sea. So if you go fishing for a fluke, chances are you just might catch one. That is good. I like that. I forgot that. Yeah. Of all people to give that quote, I feel like it's a fluke (laughs) that Kevin gives that quote. Exactly. It's amazing. They're so smart. If you had to play any character on the show, who would you want to play? I'm going to go back to Michael. I mean, just because of the fact that, you know, he wants everyone to love him. I feel like that I'm like that. I don't need to be liked. I don't want to be liked. Nice. <laughs> I don't. How is it? Do I need to be liked? Absolutely not. I like to be liked. I enjoy being liked. I have to be liked. But it's not like this compulsive need to be liked. Like my need to be praised. But Plus, he, he gets away with whatever he wants. I mean, if it comes to his mind, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I would say Michael. I got uh, Jim or Daryl, probably Jim. He jokes around the most. And then uh, eventually he ends up working for a sports agency company that uh, I could very well enjoy doing. That sounds appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and you? I said Dwight because I just want to be crazy. Yes. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, I said, what? what's your favorite season? So what's your favorite time period? All right. So. Favorite seasons would be four, five, and six. But I feel like season four 
is probably my overall favorite. I feel like that's when The Office really kind of takes off. Jim and Pam, you know, are together, and there's a lot of great episodes in that season. The what is it? What I have the six that stood out to me are Fun Run, the local ad episode, Survivor Man, Dinner Party, Did I Stutter, and Goodbye Toby. <laughs> Goodbye Toby, it's been nice. <laughs> Oh, I agree with you on that. I had season four as my favorite because Jim and Pam are together and all is well with the world. I'm going season seven, I guess, because I don't like eight and nine. And seven is when they think they know Michael is actually going off the show. And so they do a lot to try to, you know, Michael gets a lot of things. Good things happen to him in season seven. I think that's when Threat Level Midnight finally comes out and, uh, you know, other things that Michael gets victories. Nice. My least favorite season three, just because I don't like, I don't like Jim being away yeah. or, and then he's with, um, Karen yeah. <laughs> I can't do uh James Spader in that role uh, in mm. season eight. I think it is enough. I like blacklist with James Spader, but I, he is not meant for the office. Wait, what role? Oh, he's yeah. at Robert California. Yes. Yeah. No, yes. Hey, fun little, fun little, uh, Fact, um, our next episode or some upcoming episode, I'm going to be interviewing an actor named Nick Reynolds, and he actually starred on the, a couple episodes of The Blacklist, and he was in a scene with James Spader. Nice. Wow. How do you know him, or how did you get him? I I was actually friends with his wife, and then I became friends with him, and so that's that's how I know them. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Look him up on IMDb. Yeah, I will. Okay, so outside of the office, post-office... What work or show or whatever of, of a particular actor do you like best? Currently, I feel like my favorite is probably The Office Ladies. And we talked about that a little bit earlier, just being able to rewatch with the behind the scenes information. Um, I would say, I mean, we enjoy Parks and Rec. Before we had our daughter, we got, while well, I was pregnant, we got almost all the way through it. Then we had her and things were just crazy there for a little bit when you have a newborn. You know, oh, yeah. TV is just not really on your radar. So we never finished it. We're probably like a season, a season and a half away from finishing it. At this point, we would have to go back and rewatch the whole thing. But Parks and Rec is up there, too. Mm-hmm. We got uh, some good news there where oh, yes. Jim or John, I reckon, just finished that up. Uh, hated that it ended, but I thought it was good for that. And then if you haven't watched Ed Helms' 2014 commencement speech at Cornell, it's a... Uh, pretty clever and it, it brings home some good points too so if you haven't watched that on youtube you ought to look it up and and watch it that's pretty good didn't um jimothy do a commencement speech at brown i think that was pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. I, you know honestly i don't know if i've watched that one so i'll have to i tried to watch uh, mindy do one at uh, harvard the other day i just couldn't get into it and she did one at she graduated i think from dartmouth dartmouth i don't know how oh, you pronounce dartmouth. it don't tell it don't tell andy that why Dartmouth. Yeah, he went to Cornell. Is that? They're they're like enemies, aren't they? Oh, I don't know, but that's where actually where Mindy graduated from. I think I'm the, I'm almost positive. The golf scene. The guy. He said, "You take that shirt off now." Oh yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, that's when he does like what a hundred practice drives the day before, and his hands are completely <laughs> blistered over, and he squirts the lotion in the gloves. Yes. <laughs> Um, my favorite stuff, I have a lot. So of course, John has done Jack Ryan, which I really love on prime. Um, and he did a quiet place and so many other things. I like what Mindy Kayleen has been doing. Like she was a voice on inside out. She did a late night movie that's on prime and then never have I ever is a new show she has on Netflix, which I really like. And then I don't even think we can list everything Steve's done. Steve's awesome. Yeah. I just what I just finished Space Force. You finished what? Space Force. That's his new show on Netflix. Oh yes, we have not watched that. Yeah, I think to tell, don't go into it thinking it's The Office. They have some nods to it. It is funny, and of course we didn't like the. F- I mean, we like it, but we didn't really love the first season of The Office. So we, ha- I think people need to give Space Force a chance. Maybe season two will be a really, really good. I feel like things after you've watched The Office and then you come across something that an office character was in, you're more like inclined to it. Oh yeah, it's like watching a family member do something. 
All right, now is the fun tidbit section. You have anything for me? Well, I think I told you about uh, the book. I think it's by Andy Green. It's titled The Office. I would recommend if you're an Office fan to give it a listen or a read. I'm, I listen to it on Audible. But yeah, if you're an, if you're an Office fan, it goes into some deep, uh, you know, inside stuff. It's basically a lot of quotes. I think that this uh, person, Andy, has just put into this book. But it goes through each season. Goes It, it starts with the British season and just how the office came by and how each actor kind of got into the role. Talks about some key episodes in each season. But it's a uh, really good listen, really interesting listen if you're a fan of the office. Cool beans. I, I think I was planning on getting that because, of course, I listen to the the Office Ladies podcast. So listening to an audiobook is just listening to a really long podcast, right? It yeah. is, yes. You've got I, once again. It starts off with the British stuff, and you've got to get through it. But it it kind of tells how the British episode, or the British stuff came about, and then how that led to the American version. Adaptation. Yeah, adaptation. There you go. Well, and Jenna and uh, Angela just mentioned on the last episode, on the convention episode, that the guy who played Dwight on the British version was supposed to be in that episode, yeah. and then yeah. there were conflicts, and he didn't get to. In, in that book, when Michael leaves or when Steve leaves, they actually considered replacing him with Ricky Gervais. Yeah, they did those interviews. Remember, he did the video interview. Yeah. They should have. Yeah, I don't know. I, it would have been better than James Spader. I'm sure anybody could have been. So, I think I think Robert California was an okay character, but I think he should have been on the same amount of time that D'Angelo was on. Yeah, yeah. D'Angelo. Yeah, I, I didn't care for uh, Will Ferrell in that role either. I like him in other things. Yeah, some things. The elf. There you go. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> don't get her started on elf quotes, You don't quotes, smell please. like Santa. You smell like beef and cheese. Um, my fun tidbit that I got, again, most of my tidbits I'm getting from office ladies. But I love the fact that when Jim does his talking heads, they said that they purposely sat him at an outside-facing window, meaning that he had a future outside of Dunder Mifflin. And then when Pam, Pam's normally inside, meaning she doesn't have a future. And then when she marries or starts dating him, she goes to the other side. Yes. Genius. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things like that that you don't even think about that happen in the show that, you know, you wouldn't know without listening to them or reading about it. Yeah. All the creativity. And then Jim's on an inside window at. Yeah. Stanford. 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 There you go. Yep. Okay. Well, you want. Our last section is going to be quiz. No oh, man, I'm going to get toasted. Maybe I could watch an episode today and forget what what's happened in it. Brooklyn could watch one eight years ago and tell me line for line what's going on. Well, so I, <laughs> I think Brooklyn's going to win from the sound of it. it I, I wouldn't doubt it. Okay. I, I want to start off like I start off every golf round with my uh, brother and my dad. I got something in my contact that's really, really going to you know cause me some trouble today. It does so. with your mind. Eh, it does. Okay, well, here's, here are the rules. We've got 20 questions, so you'll have 10 questions each. They're all multiple choice, but if you can answer without the multiple choice, you get two points. Nice. If you need it, you get one point. If we tie at the end, we have a lightning round. <laughs> and I want to tie just to get to the lightning round. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We could just do that for fun at the end. All right. So there's also, there's a prize at the end. Do you want to know the prize now or after? I mean, tell me now. You should tell them now. Okay. It's office theme. It's nothing super special. But we have yogurt lids. Oh my nice. goodness. Flonkerton. Yes. I hope to bring home the W. So we have a orange, which we will say is the gold medal. And that came from a creamsicle yogurt. <laughs> And we have a silver one, which will be the silver, and it came from a strawberry mist yogurt. <laughs> so here we go. All right. Okay. So do we want ladies first? Oh, yeah, we'll start. We'll let Brooklyn go first. Okay, and we'll alternate. Brooklyn, what county in Pennsylvania is Dunder Mifflin Scranton Branch located? Lackawanna County. 
<laughs> yeah! Well, you only know that because of Parks and Recreation. I know that because of the Chili's episode. Oh. Wait, how do you know that from Parks and Rec? Well, they're also in Lackawanna County, I think. No, they're in Indiana. I don't know. I for some it's reason I would have guessed. And rec. Yeah, yeah, I would. I would have guessed. There's Lock- a tie there. Yeah. Parks and Rec somewhere. Oh, right. And I know that from the Chili's episode. Well, now here, here's. I just want to mention this: the multiple choice were Allegheny, Somerset, Lackawanna, or brushing his teeth. <laughs> D. <laughs> okay, Ethan. Yes. In the episode Fun Run, which of the following is not? One of the employees that goes out to eat in the middle of the run. Well, how can I guess this without and get double points? <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. You drew the short straw. <laughs> By listing the ones you do know. Maybe. I, I do know who. I think I know who went. Anyone else would be. If you can tell me who all three went, you'll get two points. Three. Uh, only three people went. I know it's Stanley, Oscar, and Creed. That's correct. Four. Was it not four? Yeah, that's right. All right. Kevin still runs, remember? Okay. He's in his work clothes. I know Stanley had his hat on, so. So we're tied at 2-2. Brooklyn, what is the number one rated country and western station in Scranton, Pennsylvania? It's that froggy station. You have the number? I need choices. No. Wait, wait, wait. Is that 100-something? I don't know, is it? (laughs) Okay, A, 101.5, The River. B, 98.6, The Strangler. C, Jumper, 96.7. Or D, Froggy, 101. It's D, 101. There you go. (laughs) Darn. Ethan. Yes. What is Scranton's nickname? The Electric City. Katie. What? Sitting in my office with a plate of grilled bacon. Call a man flat just to see what was shaking. Don't mic our town is dope and pretty. So check out how we live. In the electric city. They call it Scrap. What? The electric city. Scrap. What? The electric city. Lazy Scranton, the electric city. They call it that because of the electricity. <laughs> Scranton, what? The electric city. <laughs> Catch me in my office with the. Play the grilled bacon. Call my man Dwight. Just, just to see, see what was shaking. shaking. <laughs> <laughs> you get my spider tucked with you. Covered by your healthcare provider. Okay. Brooklyn. What does Dwight keep a pair of in his car for special occasions? Some type of weaponry. My mind wants to say nunchucks, even though I know that's not right. But I feel like he probably has those. I'm going to need options. Okay. A. Crocs. B, Birkenstocks, C, New Balance, or D, Doc Martens? I know the answer. Can I steal? No. No. Crocs, Birkenstocks, what? New Balance or Doc Martens? I feel like it's Birkenstocks just because that one episode him and Angela both have a on, but I don't know. Is that your answer? Yeah. Yeah, it's Bir- Birkenstocks. <laughs> I was hoping that was right because that's what I thought it was. Nice, nice process of figuring it out with the previous I episodes. Knew that the office ladies. There you go. All right, Ethan. Yes. Where did Michael get his world's best boss mug? Spencer's. He bought for himself. That is correct. <laughs> uh, okay. Brooklyn, how does Michael describe the wine in the episode Dinner Party? It's a very earthy, <laughs> earthy taste or something. Do you want options? How exact do I have to be? There's two words. Yeah. A very earthy undertone. I really want to get it without the help because I'm losing. If you're wrong, I'll give you the options. Oh, it has a very oaky afterbirth. Yeah, that's it. Honestly, <laughs> I would have never, ever. I wouldn't even have known if you read them to me. That's awesome. You came from behind and you got two points. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would have got it. I don't know. All right. I'll tell you the points after this question. Ethan, after the fun run to beat rabies, 
To whom is the oversized check made out to? Science. Yeah, good job. <laughs> One of them I put oh. as an option was babies. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn has six and Ethan has eight. Oh, okay. Brooklyn. What movie does Michael say Dwight cried during? Oh, man. They watch it on New Year's Eve. Do I get bonus points for that? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm proud of you, though. Does that count? As soon as you it's hear like, it, you're going to... Um, is it Shawshank Redemption? No. Or... Okay, let me think. <laughs> I don't know. You want options? options? Okay. I get A, Armageddon. B, Die yes. Hard. <laughs> it's Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Armageddon. I'm over here stretching my arm trying to give her a hand. <laughs> I didn't understand. Uh, they, were all, they were all Bruce Willis movies that I put in here. So. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is. It is. I'm kidding. No, it totally is. <laughs> I, I agree, yes. Okay. Phil and I talked about that on the last episode, about how... I know. Yeah. There <laughs> Okay. Ethan. Yep. This is ironic, but what can Dwight Schrute supposedly raise and lower at his will? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I want to say his cholesterol, because we talked about it earlier. So I'm going cholesterol. Yes. It's either cholesterol or blood pressure, but... <laughs> I know that we just talked about it. It's I cholesterol. Felt like it was a trick. I felt like it was a trick question. I can't believe that. <laughs> Next. Okay. Question 11. In the episode Dinner Party, what type of wood did Michael use to make his table? <laughs> I feel like he made it out of like a pallet or packing wood. Does he say it's pine? Yes, it's pine. <laughs> he made it out of like something. I can't remember. Came out of a pallet or something. Well, it. She, he goes. It's either pine or Nordic cherry. And Jan goes. It's pine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, Ethan. In the deposition episode, due to the ping pong table being set up in the conference room, the talking heads are conducted where. Hmm. Well, the only place that I can think of would be the annex. Um, but let me hear options. I'll take options. Okay. Break room, annex, outside, or Michael's office. Listen, can I be a who wants to be a millionaire? No. Nerd? And I, I may get my first miss here. I'm going to guess Michael's office. It's the annex. Oh, man. I, I had it right. Always go with your gut. That means you're only one point behind, Brooklyn. You've got nine and Ethan has ten. All right, let's do it. Okay. Who wants to buy out woof.com? W-U-P-H-F.com. I don't know. Twitter? You want options? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to guess about the options. Westmoreland University Private Health Force? Oh, okay. Western Union Personal Human Fund, Washington University Public Health Fund, or Wilmington University People's Heart Fundraiser? I think it's C. Yeah! I wouldn't have got that one either. Woof. Okay, even. Charles Esten plays Josh Porter. What other comedy show did he have a recurrent role? I know this. Give me the options. No, because I've told him this. <laughs> okay, A. The Daily Show. Do you want to guess that? <laughs> do, do, do I? What happens if I get it wrong? Then do, uh, let me have the options. Now, guess it. No <laughs> options. Do it. <laughs> uh, okay, The Daily Show. No. You can take your options. All right, let me hear the options. Okay, whose line is it anyway? Oh, there it is. That's what it is. Yep, that's it. Yep, I remember her telling me that now. All right, 10 to 11. Brooklyn. What was the premiere date for the pilot episode? Are you kidding me? 
This has got to be a joke. <laughs> Give me the options, Katie. A, April 17th, 2004. May 4th, 2003. April 12th, 2005. Or March 24th, 2005. B, no, wait. The second C option, or the second April option. April 12th, 2005? Sure. No, it's March 24th, 2005. Would you have got that? Well, I would have guessed March 24th, 2005, yes. I would have guessed it. Process of elimination. Yes. All right, Ethan. Get ready to feel better, Brooklyn. What was the date of the series finale episode? Yeah. <laughs> Let me hear him, Katie. May 16th, 2013. June 1st, 2014. June 7th, 2013. Or May 27th, 2014. A. The first answer. Yep, that's it. I know my dates in history. Whatever. I know where I was that day. <laughs> Oh, you were in Scranton, PA. All right, Brooklyn. Clark Green is often referred to as New Dwight, among other aliases. Which of the following is not one of his aliases? You're going to have to need them. You can only get one point. (laughs) Name them. Okay. Clark Work Orange, Clarker Posey, Clark Breaker, or zero Clark 30. Which one is not? Mm-hmm. All of them are except for one. One is not. You want them again? Read me B and C again. Clarker Posey or Clark Breaker? B? No, it's Clark Breaker. I wouldn't have. I mean, I would have had to guess. I'm pretty proud I made up one that seemed legit. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn's not. <laughs> I am not. I'm <laughs> okay, Ethan. What is the name of Jim and Pam's actor friend? Give me the options, okay. please. Stan, Stu, Steve, or Stuart? I'm going. I'm going to have to guess. I'll guess Stu. Nope, it's Steve. Ah, did you know that? No. Well, maybe I don't know. I didn't, yep. That's another good cold open where they make Dwight yes. think that that's Jim. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, <clears throat> so these are the last two questions. Brooklyn has 10 and Ethan has 12. So if Brooklyn gets this right without any help and Ethan gets it wrong, it's tied. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Brooklyn. What is the author's name of The Ultimate Guide to Throwing a Garden Party? Uh I need options. (laughs) Duncan Punster? James Trickington? Justin Kidding? Or James Witticism? James Trickington. That's right! (laughs) I knew it was a play on John's name, but... Okay, so that means Ethan wins. <laughs> ah. But we'll ask the last question. What All was right. what was the name of Jim's roommate from season two? Hmm, that is a great question that I will need the options for. Why can't you give him that one earlier? It would have, in the end, it would have ended up the same outcome. I actually could be up more, but I second-guess myself on the annex, so... Whatever. Let me hear the last one. Okay. Mark, Kyle, Jeff, or Scott? I have no idea. I'll guess Scott. No, it's Mark. Okay. Ethan wins with 12 points, and Brooklyn had 11. There we go. Too much pressure. Yeah. You got harder questions than me. You did. I didn't really organize them well, but then again, we didn't know who was going first. Well, there we go. That was fun. Yes, it was a blast. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I we appreciate it, and it was a lot of fun. And glad you're uh, 
starting this up and doing it. Thank you. I'll say goodbye to all of our listeners and tune in next episode when hopefully we'll be interviewing Nick Reynolds or discussing another movie and Phil will be back with us. Can't wait to listen to it. Yeah. Thanks, Katie. No problem. Bye. See you later. That's what she said. <laughs> oh